0: (laughs) Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about (laughs) our favorite Star Wars books and finally frickin' leaving Dathomir. I'm Justin. (laughs) I'm Justin. And this week on Forever Canon, we cover chapters 29 through 31 of Fate of the Jedi, book four, Backlash. Finishing up, Aaron Alston's second book. Aaron Alston <laughs> Aaron Alston I don't know why that got so nasally and stuck in there but finishing up his second book of Fate of the Jedi the fifth of the podcast of his yeah think about that three in the first series and here's the second one now that's this week but first bum 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 previously on Forever Canon the star Is Sith have been summoned Dala and the Jedi reach a tentative agreement Episode four callback and solo family dinner attack, and Vastara captures Night Sister exchange student Haliava. That's your headlines from last week. That was last week, though. Forget about yeah. all that. You don't need that information. This, these, these, these four chapter segments are episodic and not serial. Ha 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 ha. Cornflakes. Chapter twenty-nine. Why did I pick the worst <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the example of a serial? <laughs> I was going Fruit Loops, but all right. You know what, man? I haven't even ever I, like I've I i do not think I've ever owned a box of cornflakes. No. But I just for some reason pictured that stupid
1: green and red rooster. <laughs> I know they put cornflakes in those stupid little tiny boxes.
0: They probably, you know They're what? They probably camping. use them as packing peanuts too. Chapter 29. Landing Meadow. Dathomir. Where the night sisters are watching the Sith shuttles land in the meadow and they're waiting for Holly Ava to arrive because she should be here at any minute. Now she's our betrayer from the, the what's it called? Rising sun, bright, bright sun. sun, bright sun clan. And while they're sitting here watching these shuttles land, casually thinking to themselves, these night sisters think maybe we'll just kill all these Sith and take all their stuff. Ah, uh, yes. The dark side, right? <laughs> like, you know, we're, we're just, we're just going to kill people and take their stuff. Cause that's guaranteed.
1: Because we're better than that. That's uh, that's very what we would think of as Sith. Uh, let's just take things because well, we can. Also,
0: very naive of them. They yes. are uh, they're like they're they're trapped on this planet. Not you know by choice. They choose to stay here. They don't have very much interaction with the outside world and other cultures and what they might or might not be capable of. So when they see these bunch of ships landing, like three of them, three shuttles landing in the meadow mm-hmm. or something like that. And they're just like, yeah, we'll just kill them and take their shit, though. That's fine. Well, the Siths show up to strike this bargain with the Night Sisters, and wouldn't you know it, negotiations go awry pretty quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. When it's a man who is in charge of the things, and of course that's a betrayal to the Night Sisters who hate men. So they call on the attack, and quote, in moments it was done. The Night Sisters are all shackled. The rancors are all dead. All eighteen of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> and two dozen night Sisters. All zapped and wrapped up and ready to go and told, quote, Welcome to school.
1: Uh, yeah. I like it.
0: I thought that was like amazing. hmm It took moments. <laughs> there was what, six Sith? Yeah. I think two off of each shuttle. Moments for them to kill eighteen rancors. Beheaded some of them, even. How? They don't have a neck.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
0: What did you shave his face off with your blade? <laughs> that counts. I, don't know. I got his jaw. That means. <laughs> that all right, that right, means right. his whole head. Okay. Eighteen rancors dead in moments. Two dozen night sisters captured in moments. Luke and Ben must either really suck. Cause they could barely defend a hill with thirty other fucking people helping them. They had the terrain advantage, you know what I mean. Yeah. They had the numbers advantage. They just didn't have the element of surprise or whatever. But these six or so Sith show up and just destroy She's... an entire clan of Night Sisters in moments. Yep. While Vistarakai is across the meadow, dropping off Hollyava, and then you know she had to go back and pick her up. And stuff. <laughs> uh, she arrives. I guess after having dropped off Haliaba on the edge of the forest so that she's not, I don't know, involved in all this, Vistara comes over to greet the Sith Lord, the perfect, unscarred Sith Lord, Mm -hmm. which, of course, reminds us that Vistara is never really going to fully belong to the Sith. She's never really going to be able to reach as high as she wants to because they have these, you know unattainable beauty standards and and expectations of perfection.
1: And she's got that one scar by her mouth. Just a little bit
0: of a scar at the edge of her lip that makes her look like she's smiling. She's the Joker. Yeah. She's the Joker, bro. But she'll never be able to advance as far as she wants. This is a reminder for us heading into, well, the the events of the ending and setting up of the next book. This is a reminder for us that Vestara as a sith not 100% a fit
1: yeah you know
0: no, not 100% accepted
1: not sith enough for them i guess not perfect enough yes
0: to be given whatever power and privileges
1: yeah uh, she'd never get lordship because yeah, she's not perfect
0: exactly lordship is the
1: perfect example
0: and to this lord she hands over the datapad which of course will lead the sith quote into the maw to the station where the dark power waits Hey, say Abeloth one time. Say it. (laughs) I fucking dare you. Say it one time. Into the Maw where the dark power awaits. Oh, suck my balls off. But then I thought, (laughs) what if... Okay. Now, it's absurd that her name isn't mentioned by Mm -hmm. Vistara or Luke or Ben. People who have interacted with this entity. But maybe the Sith at large, like in general... This tribe. Maybe they just think that at Sinkhole Station in the Maw, I winced when I (laughs) tried to remember that (laughs) name from just the last book. (laughs) Maybe they think that that, uh, Abeloth and Ship, who also has not been mentioned once in this book, Mm -hmm. even though Ben has now encountered him several times over the years and been, I don't know, his... Uh, his his pilot, yep, and you know his uh, his attachment in the like he's the one that ship is attached to in the force, uh, much like Vistara. And anyways, but we don't talk about that because maybe the Sith are like, oh, Abeloth, Ab- oh, I can't, I can't. Maybe the dark power, mm-hmm. and ship just bounced off Sinkhole Station without the other surviving Sith or whatever. You're like maybe they just left and they're gonzos somewhere, and that's. Part of the reason why they're not being mentioned because nobody knows. But Maybe. like, what is what is the assumption of her whereabouts? Assuming, not to use the word t- same word twice in a row there, but you know, that ep- book three is related to book four here. Yeah, is yeah. making that assumption, despite no evidence. <laughs> 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 like what? What do they think happened there? You know, like I can't. It's not, it doesn't connect. No, it doesn't line up. And it's it's so, I don't know, obvious that this book was written at a time before Aaron Alston knew what Abeloth was called and what she was going to be. All he seems to know about her, him, the writer. Yeah. Yeah. All he seems to tell us about the character that we already had a whole book with is that she is a, she doesn't say, doesn't, there's no she. This yeah. thing in the Maw is a dark power. That's all Aaron Alston tells us about it. And it just like over and over again is like hammering home this dysfunctional part of this this three-author trilogy. Where if this is one person's cohesive idea, you know, from yeah. book to book to book to book. It book, would have a flow to like it. Like with that... the Dark Tower series or with the Wheel of Time or whatever, it might have more of that connectivity connectivity (laughs) what's wrong with me tonight but but for some reason okay and to be fair this is our 13th book yeah it's the first time that it's been really been like this Mm -hmm. there it's the first time that it's been this obvious through the entire book there was an earlier aaron alston book in the other series where ben leaves Zios with ship with the with a girl and then she just gets dropped off yeah. starting in the next book she's gone she got that's over you know i didn't know that was going to happen so i have to write that out at the beginning of my book because i didn't know that was coming
1: yeah this is a last minute uh last minute edition wasn't
0: part of my plan and uh, you know but now here we are like again every time that they don't refer to her by name is a abs- increasingly absurd yeah more and more infuriating it as we go through this book like, yeah and obviously, the simple answer is just that he didn't have access to that information. Yeah, for
1: whatever reason. I, they, they're both writing them at the same time, or something. Yeah, well,
0: yeah, you'd have to, right? I don't know much about the the publishing industry, but I know that every arts industry has an uh, has a way too long of like a a, a cooking period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, from start to finish, and then and then production and distribution.
1: So You would think that they would have, like, lost. at the beginning of the series, they would have, like, a brainstorming session. Here's the beginning. Here's the end. Here's the bad guy. Well, Where sure, do we want to introduce this bad guy?
0: I'm sure they did, but don't forget this guy had a heart attack. That's true. Touring the first book. Mm. And then, who knows? What confluence of events leads us to him just referring to a dark power the whole time. Maybe he... Maybe he speed wrote his next two books out of fear of being gone before he could finish his stories or something. Like,
1: that's, that's maybe he was writing too.
0: ahead of the other authors in the trilogy because, you know, of his own fear of mortality, which mm-hmm. eventually proved right. Yeah. Shortly yeah. after the series was finished, the guy passed away. But yeah, having a heart attack during the touring of the first book is probably an accelerant. Yeah. You know, to zip your, zip your
1: progress past the other people. And then he had, and then he had the, the bypass surgery that he had to have. And it's all a big thing. It's obviously
0: a whole process. Yeah. You don't just have a heart attack and then they're like saved you. And then you get up and get the fuck back to work immediately. (laughs) No, there's like a whole recovery. Yeah. So I don't know what happened here, but every time it happens, I don't like it. I like this book a lot. Yeah. But I don't like that.
1: Yeah. And, and I don't know how many, how many people who listen to us or we we tend to, and there are things that we don't like. And when we find something we don't like, we hammer on it. Well, it's been coming up a lot, man. (laughs) But the books, the books themselves are great. Yeah. But we are definitely looking picky. What's the thing I said in the very first episode? Uh, to prickly, stickly nerds or something. Yes,
0: that's right. And to not have this amazing, fascinating enigma of a character that we just learned about in the last book. To not have that character referred to by name or by detail at
1: all. Or even thought of.
0: When I want it so bad. Yeah. Is that's 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 where I'm at. Yeah. I'm not getting a drip drop of what the hell is she not a bit.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm being going through these books the first time. Yeah, it, that's th- true. This is like, it's like, Oh, Oh wow. Oh wait, what
0: breaks. We're not going to talk about her <laughs> in our life for like six weeks now because of the way that we schedule the podcast. Yeah. We're now not going to talk about Abeloff for like six weeks. Whereas if you're reading these on your own, and you have access to all of them at
1: once. Yes. Yeah, this book was fast, I bet. Yeah, pass. speed read through this like, one. Cool,
0: cool, 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 cool. Rancor is cool, cool. Night Sisters, cool, 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 cool. Things about the Jedi. And okay, cool, cool. Someone's trying to kill Jag. Got it. Back to <laughs> what is Avaloth and what is, you know? Yeah. And we had similar complaints after uh, parts of, uh, I don't know, when uh, when was she introduced? Book two? Mm-hmm. What, when we just wanted more Vistara. We got a cool new character that was full of mystery and we just, we wanted more. Don't talk to me about what other people are doing in the story. <laughs> true. Gimme, 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 gimme. And so you don't even call her by name, Abeloth, yeah. through this entire book.
1: Yeah, none of the characters think about her. Even, there's only, no. it's only brought up like four times that the dark power.
0: And it's more just as a MacGuffin for a, a part of, what Vistar is trying to accomplish is moving this information from one place to another. Mm-hmm. That's the only significance of this information throughout the whole story is that Vistar is trying to move it. The information isn't significant in, I don't know, it's impact on your brain. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. And then I had another thought that was tied to this thing about like, Hey, maybe Avaloth ran away with ship and they're just like, we're not going to talk about that. Cause it's a, it's a failure. And we don't talk about our failures because we're Sith. Mm-hmm. What if, to further interject this explanation into the story where it doesn't exist at all...
1: Mm-hmm. As we do.
0: What if the dark power in the Maw is actually that purple light, that connection to Beyond Shadows?
1: Because okay.
0: that's like an interdimensional portal. Yeah. And it's made of dark side energy. So... What You know, what if that's the thing that they're referring to in the Maw over and over again? The thing at Sinkhole Station. Because that isn't where Abeloth was. That is not... She... Abeloth is not the thing in the Maw. I mean, well, she was a thing in the Maw. She wasn't the thing at Sinkhole Station. No. But she came from another planet with the Sith over to the station. All from within the Maw. Yeah. But just to give it a plausible explanation at the end of the book, after I'm already sick of being mad about it, maybe that's they're talking about that portal to Beyond Shadows, that extra-dimensional connection that exists there. Okay. Exactly. That's plausible. how... That's... Oh, okay. Nobody said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how many times? How often do we do that shit? Anyway, the Lord tells Vistara, uh, quote, well done. And she is excited. And then, you know, as soon as she's excited and she's heading back to grab up Ava, because she's the, the exchange student who gets to live. Wouldn't you know it. Luke, Ben and Dion leap into the meadow and the Sith and the Jedi meet once again. You are Grandmaster Luke Skywalker. Luke nodded. My son, Ben, our friend, Dion Stad. I am Lord Galon, the last man you will ever meet. Much admiration will be accorded me for killing Luke Skywalker, especially by the family of Lady Rhea, whom you slew. Luke shook his head. No, you aren't. And no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yes, I love that too so much. The guy, they walk into a standoff, a, a lord and a, and a master, and the guy says, "I'm the last face you're ever gonna see, and it's gonna make me famous." No, and no, <laughs> just I don't, I don't. It's Luke Skywalker, right? There's no witty retort, like there's no. He's not throwing his own burn or or whatever, like oh yeah, well when I kill you, this and this. Mm. It's just. The stoic, placid confidence yeah. of no and no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so good, it's like It's like you're saying, good luck with that, pal. And that's how they start the duel. And Luke smiles at him while they he and this master start swinging sabers at each other. Yeah. He's smiling. Chapter 30. Vistara sees the Grandmaster Luke, his apprentice Ben... And die on the Jedi washout, putting up far more of a fight against these Sith than they should, since there's a handful of them, twice as many, right? Mm, yeah. Roughly. Ben cuts a lady's head off, Tim.
1: <laughs> yes, she does. Ah! Yeah.
0: Brick. Before the Sith Lord bails out of this fight with Luke Skywalker and jumps into a shuttle because they're getting killed and they're being overpowered. Smart. D&D. Put it into your brain. You don't always have to fight to the death. Sometimes the bad guys run away. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: And sometimes the good guys have to run away, too.
0: Well, sometimes they should. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes they don't. But seriously, Ben cut someone's head off on mm-hmm. purpose. On purpose. You know, as far as Kill Tracker goes, it was a Sith, and he cut
1: her head off on purpose. Just saying. Yeah, that's that's really, over the these two series, it's only like it's like third or fourth meant to do it? Yeah. Kill?
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, he, uh, assassinated a prime minister.
1: Killed a guy in a, in a, in a tie fighter with yeah. a rock.
0: He, uh, killed another dude who didn't have a weapon.
1: That was on accident though.
0: No, he, well, he killed him on purpose. He
1: killed the guy with the grin, with the grenade and then killed his friend at the same time. There were two of them in the room.
0: Well, sure. But, you know, what I'm saying is, uh, he was. It wasn't. A, oh. he was. It was on the attack. He, yeah, wasn't, he like was. it wasn't accidentally accident. ejecting somebody's seat <laughs> up through the uh, telephone wires, yeah. and they get uh, and, dissected and, and, and
1: slicing them up into.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he cuts a lady's head off, and the Sith are losing the fight. So the Lord jumps back in the shuttle, taking off, leaving Vistara behind. In the meadow, with the Jedi and the approaching Bright Sun Clan. Coming out of the the woods after now hearing shuttles landing and blasters shooting and lightsabers swinging and mm-hmm. rancor screaming and
1: what have you. What's what I what surprised me the most about this is how well Dion did against the Sith.
0: Yeah. Well, with, it he's like he forgot some the whole force. story that he that point was introduced and I lost it immediately that he trained at the Jedi Temple that was here right. Yep. And and he just didn't have what it takes. He washed out.
1: Yeah, he didn't have he, the, enough force power or whatever. Yeah, or just the commitment or it wasn't. Yeah, whatever. Mm-mm, whatever still. Whatever
0: you need to be a student of the Jedi Temple on Dathomir, he didn't have it. And he's not swinging around a lot. he just got blasters. And then coming now to the end of the story was when I was reminded of it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think somebody said it. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's how Luke introduced him, actually. Former Jedi or, or something like that. Uh, Vistar
1: called him a Jedi washout. Right. Okay, right.
0: I was like, oh, yeah. And then he does so well in the fight. Yeah. Luke cuts. Uh, Luke is battling with that lord the whole time and trying to keep Vistar in his vision when he sees her coming. Dion and Ben are like tag team off the rope. Yeah. Gunning people down. <laughs> he gets his gun cut in half, and he then he grabs a lightsaber. Come on. Yep. this action scene and this whole battle was like just fun, fun, fun. Beach Boys, fun, fun, fun in the sun, <laughs> till Daddy took the shuttle away. And then as uh, everybody's coming out of the forest, I'm like, "Wow, hey, Vistara, you're in you are screwed, <laughs> you are in trouble, buddy." She thinks to herself, "I'm fine. Mm-hmm. The only person who knows I was trying to get those people killed is Hollyava." And she's a night sister. She'll never reveal that because that means her death. Well, immediately, <laughs> Very H- next line. rolls over on her. She gets exiled. Vistara talks herself in a circle to, to an unprovable thing, which is I wasn't a, a double agent. I was a secret triple agent. Yeah. I wasn't trying to kill you guys. I was trying to pretend I was to get in with the night sisters to expose them, to save everybody. Remember when the, everybody attacked the hill and Ava went and killed Tribeless Shaw? I saved Luke Skywalker. Yeah. So, here's your evidence, right? <laughs> and so they're like, "Well, I guess we won't put you to death." <laughs> She's just going to be Luke and Ben's prisoner. The goal they were trying to accomplish all the way through the end of the last book, right? Yeah. Uh, through the escape through Sinkhole Station. Once those Siths showed up, they were like, we got to get one. He let his hot blood spray on her to track her all the way out here. Yeah. And 363 pages later or so, it pays off. <laughs> they her. got her. They actually got her. I was kind of surprised by that. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I I they they got her. Mm-hmm. Now Vistara is the prisoner of the Jedi. And everybody's gotta get the hell of the spaceport stat. Because the Sith have the data for the Maw navigational buoys. They know how to get in there to the dark power. Yes. <laughs> Which another point of contention. Okay. The dark power can't possibly be Abeloth. If Vistar is still operating under the assumption that the Sith are going to be manipulating her. Yes. She can't think this information is important if what she's giving them is a map to Abeloth. Because they went to her once. And slowly, she manipulated and killed every single one of them that she didn't need or want until she escaped her planet with a Sith meditation sphere. So, the prize cannot be coordinates to Abeloth.
1: No, especially now that she is mobile. I or guess. she doesn't exist. Huh? Huh. Schrodinger's
0: <laughs> celestial being thing. <laughs> Ungodly, unearthly, powerful,
1: dark power. <laughs> thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, anyways, get the fuck the spaceport. Yep. P.S. Holly Ava pops in for a second to say, hey. Since they're not going to kill me and they're just going to exile me, and I have no tribe because I was a Night Sister and they're all dead, can I come with you guys, Luke and Ben, to kill the Sith? Because that's what I want to do. And Luke says, Suck brick, kid. Kick yeah. rocks. Like, nah, that's not our goal. So. Yeah,
1: if you can find your way to the spaceport and get yourself off the planet. I wish
0: you luck. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to wish any ill intention on somebody yeah. trying to fight the Sith.
1: But no, you can't come with us, you
0: psychopath. <laughs> Here's my question. Is that trying to set her up for a comeback? Because she could have easily been killed for her crimes. She was instead exiled and then walked back into the frame. The video shot on the TV two minutes later to be like, hey, guys, can I come with you to kill the Sith? And they're like, nah. And she's like, dicks and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is that an obvious setup for a comeback? Is she ever going to pop up again? Or is she going to be an unknown factor for the rest of the writers? And we'll see her in
1: Aaron Alston's next book. <laughs> she just pops in for a cameo?
0: Like, who knows, dude? I don't know. But I'm like, are they trying to have her come back? I don't know. She wasn't that interesting.
1: No, but people on a revenge tear normally are Yeah, a little more interesting. Well...
0: Tell it to a Lemarar. Named
1: her. First try. <laughs> yeah.
0: um, as it's time to go to the spaceport, the Bright Sun clan, of course, come over. They can't give this gift to Luke. They have a parting gift. Thanks for helping us accomplish our goals and saving us from certain death. It's given to Ben. A deed to the hill of Camp Jedi. And mm-hmm. they want them to build a temple there. Yep. A school, I should say. Once again... Will it happen? Is this going to be a setup for later? Is is there going to now, you know, is this, what are we doing with the Jedi overall in this nine book arc?
1: It'll be the end of the series and it'll be like the closing scenes and Ben will pull out the deed and be like, guess it's time to go build that school.
0: Right. He'll be like standing. It'll be like a sunset shot. The back of him standing like in a wide shot on the top of the hill against a Dathomiri sunset and then cut in a zoom to his face and then cut to him looking at the deed. Yeah. And that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's your Disney finish. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, there's so much talk about, especially in this book, part of the whole problem of the night sisters and these clans was that Luke came here in the fucking first place mm-hmm. and set up a school where boys got to do magic. And that's, heresy so now the boys and girls have joined clubs again illegal Mm -hmm. according to the night sisters and now they together boys and girls are both Telling Luke and Ben to bring more Jedi back here, like to train us
1: and stuff like that. Yeah, and this is another. I think
0: have we come full circle? Is this going to be another problem like it was the first time? <laughs> Unseen consequences of meddling in other people's cultures. Oh, eventually. I hope so.
1: <laughs> um, this is another thing. Uh, legally, Luke can't accept it. Yeah. But it's, a, it's another. Search. Give it to Ben. Give him another chance to look like he's going to be the leader, and yeah. give him more of that Present kind of stuff.
0: More responsibility, more leadership, more more of a setup to take shit over moving forward? Yeah. Like, what happens if we don't solve the mystery of Jason? Have we solved that already? I guess. He looked into the font of knowledge, and what he saw there set him on his path of ruthless severity.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So... Are we going to find out what he saw?
0: What he saw was a great dark power in the Maw. Be that Abloth, be that purple escalator to Beyond <laughs> Shadows. Uh, I don't know. According to the last book, 100% Abeloth. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to work with that information instead of her completely disappearing from this story Yeah, in the fourth book. I'm gonna still assume she's the big deal out in the Maw. he I'm assuming she or some future involving her is what Jason saw in the font of knowledge, yeah or
1: whatever the it's the, the, the pool font of, font of power the fool the pool of
0: knowledge the what was it it was it was more like a well a well of information <laughs> I don't know whatever but Okay, back to my original point. If we don't solve what happened with Jason, is Luke never going to be allowed to come back to Coruscant or associate with the Jedi in an official capacity? I thought he was
1: only exiled for 10 years.
0: Yeah. So for the next 10 years, is this what we're doing? We're setting up Ben with a deed to build a school, and he's going to be the new Grand Master and all this? He's not even a master. Yeah. He's an apprentice. He's He's not even a knight. (laughs) He's got several ranks and and stripes on his belts to go. Yeah, but he is Luke's son. Yeah, and he is unbelievably capable
1: and powerful. And and when and thoughtful and has a fair amount of forethought and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, he's very wise. Yeah, for his age, even though he did assassinate a prime minister, and we don't talk about that.
1: No, not once. No, don't do that. Not once.
0: Not once does this kid go. Whoops. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Years ago. Years ago.
0: Cut to. The Imperial Embassy on Coruscant, where Jag calls Moff Leckerson into his office, and the Moff is shitting his pants because of his part <laughs> in the recent dinner attack. But Jag just wants to ask him who Lekerson thinks should be in charge when Jag dies, because obviously this is the second attempt on my life in just this very book. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously going to die soon. Who should be in charge when I die? You know, kind of a trick question. Because obviously every moth's answer is me. Yeah, <laughs> really, right? Yeah. Well, what are you going to say? And it's oh, it's political, right? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, subter- political subterfuge kind of kind of shenanigans.
1: Yeah, nobody telling them the truth ever. Yeah. And another
0: little thing that he tells him, which by the way, Lecterson's answer is, "Oh, I'm not sure. I'll get back to you."
1: Yeah, I'll I'll make a li- a short uh, list. Yeah, I'll
0: think about it. And then there's just one more thing that Jag wants to add. Before Lackerson leaves, he's like, hey, wow, look at this picture of Han and Leia Solo with their daughter who almost was killed by that assassination attempt on me. Look how mad they are, huh? Yeah. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> he like dismisses him out of his office. Lackerson leaves and Jaina pops out of the wall or some shit <laughs> as the a silent observer <laughs> yeah. to offer an opinion. Nope. Doesn't offer an opinion. Just a little joke about how being Han and Leia's daughter is dangerous, just like it is for Amelia, Alana, Emiliana. She did nothing in this book, Jaina. She did nothing in this book. She walked out of the wall, told a joke. She walked into the plaza and picked up the kid for babysitting. She had a moment to shine fighting the YVH hunter droids, right? Yeah. In this family attack that happened whatever two chapters ago three chapters ago she is making out with her boyfriend at one point she had dinner with her boyfriend supposed to another time that's all her story is is her and Jag and that sucks and there was that Axe. one
1: that one with the that when they go into the place where the horn kids are yeah she did that too was that this book I, think I thought so. that
0: was the end of the last book I, where they showed up The
1: I think it was at the very beginning of this one it could be it could be anywhere oh but either way
0: Jaina and Jag should not be the main thread of her story that should be the side plot no the main thread of her story which she's not even part of anything should be solving the Jedi's problems like, she appears once to do when they, when they publicly humiliate Dalla at the Horn prison. Mm-hmm. She saves her own family at the dinner party. Other than that, she's not proactively on a mission. No. Which is dumb. She is a Jedi Knight, first of all. Second of all, she is the sword of the Jedi, whatever that means. Third of all, she might be the most powerful person left on Coruscant. Yeah. And she's just trying to fucking hang out with her boyfriend and get finger banged. And sh- what the fuck?
1: Yeah, it's, it, her story is written like a 16-year-old teenage romance novel. That's her story. It's
0: just, we'll have a laugh, we'll have a, a smooch. Every once in a while, I'll be in the right place to solve a problem for a moment and then I'm just going to disappear again into the wall or like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. She is such a powerful character. She is such an important main character. She's the last surviving solo child Four fucking books of her minimum being invested in solving Jedi problems.
1: Yeah. We had the same problem with her in the last series too. The exact yeah. same problem.
0: Yeah. And that's got to just be, what, the inherent misogyny of only, mostly men writing science fiction, specifically, you know, the books that we're reading. Or, like... We've got a female author in each series, and that was one of the first things we pointed out with Christy Golden's first book, the second book of this series, was look at how much we're talking about the women. Yes. Scenes and scenes and scenes of Vistara, Tahiri, Jaina. Yeah, you know, maybe not doing as much as we've liked, but present, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas this book and the last book was such a wild two pronged story of Luke and Ben in the Ma and the Sith and Abeloth in the Ma that uh, that's fine to be mostly absent from that very heavy double-threaded story.
1: Especially with that kind of character, creature, whatever coming up.
0: Yes, being introduced and developed, right? Yeah. This is one mystery on Dathomir and one negotiation on Coruscant. Yeah. And the mystery on Dathomir is really just waiting for the chance to capture Vistara while also getting entangled into having to help these people or being assholes for not helping them. Yeah, that's really it. And so being, you know, pretty thin plot wise, we're not introducing a lot of new stuff. We're not introducing a lot of lasting stuff. It feels like we're leaving Dathomir and maybe Holly Ava shows up again, or maybe bright sun's clan as a thing is mentioned again. But what else are we Carrying forward, this is a this is a discussion for next week. Yeah. I just more Jaina, guys, more Jaina. <laughs> she should I be she okay. She should be so motivated to solve this problem that is in inherently in inextricably tied to her family, her uncle the leader of her religion is exiled from the planet because of her
1: brother's sins. Hello? Pick yeah. up the
0: fucking phone and get to work.
1: Yeah. And just, even if, even if she was like a peripheral character, just her title alone should have her in the middle of things.
0: It should have more people asking her to do more things. even yeah. if she's not actively seeking it out, you know, Maybe the explanation is that, and we've been given drops of it, that she is a fucking wild card. And it's maybe not the time for her to be in the spotlight of anything when you're in such a gigantic dispute with the government about how trustworthy and stable your organization of magicians is. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe she's not the best face of it, but herself being unmotivated about this completely is just it's gross yeah it's just not right man it's just not right she's so strong she's so capable she's so connected to the government military connected to the jedi her family is the fucking problem as always and she just only is hanging around with jag really
1: yeah, and that gives her another connection to another government. Right. Like, like, she's the couldn't most connected. You could be more
0: centrally tied to all the threads. Yeah. Like, you're closer to Bullseye than Luke Skywalker is, man. And so, her doing so little and such meaningless stuff half the time that she's present, I hate it. Yep. Yeah. I love Jaina. I want more Jaina. This is not what I want. And then we never get the Jaina Solo trilogy. (laughs) So stick that
1: up your arse. I bet you if we went back and checked maybe somewhere between episode 45 and episode 50 of our podcast, we would be hearing almost exactly the same words from us. Yeah, man.
0: Probably, honestly, most episodes. I thought about this the other day. I'm like, it's most episodes where... Either she doesn't show up, and I bitch about that, or she does show up and does meaningless things, and I bitch
1: about that. She sneaks off to dinner.
0: You know, and incidentally saves her family by being there. Yeah. Not, I I have a purpose and a goal, and I'm working hard towards it. She took up that in the back half of the last series when she went to Mandalore and was on a mission to murder her brother. Mm-hmm. But she is so lost in the first half of the series, man. Yep. Maybe not lost, but just apathetic. Like, disinterested, unmotivated. Yeah. All she wants to do is hang out with Jag. She's 32 and never had a boyfriend before, I guess. (laughs) I guess. You know? (laughs) It's possible. They're just doing it. Oh, but he's working. What is she doing? When he's at work? I'll tell you. She's stored in the wall. <laughs> he just like a, button like a fucking female wall. mannequin to be propped out whenever you need to use her for a moment. jeez. <laughs> oh, Chapter 31. <laughs> shut the fuck up. Dathomir, <laughs> the spaceport. Oh, wow. This episode's like 15 fucking minutes too long. And it's mostly because of that. <laughs> and the dark power thing. Like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. I didn't realize how just emotionally unsatisfying so much of this book has been so much of it. has been really good, mm-hmm. but so much of it has been okay. Next week, chapter 31. Yeah. Dathomir spaceport. Where thank God. Monarch. The mechanic <laughs> is finally thoroughly thwarted as Luke Ben Vestara, the prisoner, And Dion, the former half-Jedi, show up with the port authority at his his shop. Vistara's uncrashed ship now belongs to Dion. And he names it the Bright Sun. How about this? I hated sort of that name for the tribes. I love that he chose the name from the tribes for his ship because what a life... Altering experience for this guy the last few days have been. Yeah. Like, okay. He is a a guide for hire around Dathomir, around the spaceport. Mm -hmm. Ben paid him five bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Now. He ends up helping Han and Leia solo. Get to where they need to go. That's how he originally ends up with this pack of group. They hire him and he takes them out. Mhm. He fights the notorious native evil night sisters multiple times along with their monstrous what? rancors. Yep. He fights Sith alongside Grandmaster Luke and his son, Ben Skywalker, he gets a new lightsaber. Yeah. And a new ship. Hey, this man's life has been changed dramatically. And isn't that just what happens when you run into these focuses in the force like Luke Skywalker and Ben Skywalker? Yeah. And maybe Vestara. But, you know, last time he comes to Dathomir, he overthrows the culture. This time, he does that again. Mm -hmm. Step two of joining boys and girls. You know, first we allow boys to live, and then we let them mingle with the girls. Okay, cool. It's a two-step process over decades. But now he comes back, he does that, and then also this failed Jedi... Who would never have had any association with Luke Skywalker had he not been exiled from the Jedi himself. Mm -hmm. They cross paths and this guy has this amazing adventure.
1: He gets a lightsaber and a ship. That Luke tells him, hey, you should hold on to that. Yeah. Yeah. Luke says it himself. Red's
0: not really my color. And I thought he was going to say, here, you take it. But he's like, no, I'll keep it. And I was like, you better. Yeah. (laughs) You, you better. (laughs) Anyways, I just, that blew my mind. This guy's life just got totally turned upside down. Like, experience of a lifetime. Just a, not bad for a Jedi Academy dropout. Okay, that game was hard, but not that hard. (laughs) Cut two. Luke, Ben, and Vistara in the cockpit of the Jade Shadow. The Jedi and their Sith prisoner are exchanging clever banter as the engines fire up. Taking them off the surface of Dathomir out... To Mary space, where a dozen ships are waiting in ambush. A voice comes over the intercom, telling the Skywalkers to shut it down.
1: Yeah, go to, like, orbit. Parking orbit, they called it, mm-hmm. which
0: I thought sounded so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds not very sci-fi, okay? How about, I don't know, what's a, what's a stationary orbit? Yeah. Uh, parking orbit? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to charge him? Like, is it, yeah. is it a metered? Parking is expensive. Or is it a flat rate? Anyways, a voice comes over the intercon on the J-Chadow and says, Stop. A dozen ships waiting in ambush. And Tim. Yeah. Yeah. My question here. Did you see that coming?
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't until... I had to ask you. Well, to be fair, I didn't see the ambush coming
0: at no, the end of the no, book. The, I the, forgot. I've read this before. No. I forgot. I'm like, oh, here they go. Off to the Maw to stop the Sith who are on the way to the Maw with the navigational
1: data. I didn't see, I didn't see the did And then they ambush. get ambushed, and I was like, whoa. But yeah, go ahead. I didn't see the ambush coming, and when it did happen, I was like, what the hell? Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> because... Because, 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 because they because, don't actually because. say who they are. They say the name of the ship, which is Black Waves. That's that's a kind of a giveaway. They say the ships are old. Yeah, They're very old. And the Sith Lord had just left. Yeah, like just left. Well,
0: you know there are more than one. <laughs> but ladies and gentlemen, yeah, waiting in ambush yeah. for Luke and Ben Skywalker's eventual departure is the Lost Tribe of the Sith. Summoned by Vistara, their prisoner. And she has a, a little line for them at the end of the book, which really is kind of a bit of the giveaway, where she says something to the effect of, how does it feel having your plans uh, turned upside down in your face all the time? Aha. Tables have turned. And Ben says, feels like regular life. Yeah, it
1: feels like every day. Feels
0: like every day. The lost tribe of the Sith, are ordering the Skywalkers
1: to put it in park. And and Luke is thinking at this point that one ship, maybe two, they could handle twelve, not a chance.
0: Yeah. He realizes that they are
1: outnumbered. They, they can't out-classed. even escape. Yeah, they can't even escape.
0: Even with a Skywalker at the helm of the Jade Shadow.
1: Yeah.
0: He specifically says. What a surprise ending. Mm -hmm. Even though it shouldn't have been a far (laughs) leap of logic to think they probably brought more than just three shuttles that landed on the surface. Want to know why? Because the shuttles come out of a bigger ship. (laughs) Because the (laughs) shuttles. (laughs) So I'm going to not blame us for being stupid here. You missed the Sith thing. That's a little bit of a different degree. All right. But. Luke and Ben also thought they were just going to fly the fuck off of this planet (laughs) scot-free. That's true. Uh, It didn't occur to them either.
1: All right, I'm as dumb as a Skywalker. I'm good.
0: And he knows when people are not idiots. Our heroes are trapped. And they are outnumbered. Will they surrender? Will they survive? Will they ever say Abeloth again? Will we roast the fuck out of this book next week for (laughs) lack of Jaina? Find out next week. When we hit episode 100 of Forever Canon, the middle tipping point of Fate of the Jedi from book four through book five, with our review of Fate of the Jedi book four, Backlash, and our preview to book five, Allies. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Stand down, Skywalker. All your base are belong to us. <laughs> you, know, you know that? You know that old Sega translation? <laughs> Not so much. It's good. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at Forever Podcast at gmail.com. Forever Cannon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at JPlazer. Check us out.